Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl T Shack Talks here with the Knockout Talkout Report. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Knockout Talkout Report, episode number two ready to deliver some news because this last week has been crazy when it comes to pro wrestling wwe all of that it's been a lot of news a lot of a lot of talk and a lot of rumors um once again my allergies going crazy so if you hear some sniffling and some some deep breathing just please forgive me I'm working on it and we'll just, we just got to make it work. So I hope your guys' week has been amazing. Um, I don't have any news or any updates going on with myself. I've just been working really hard and really trying to pull some strings to get everything together for the podcast. Shout out to the people who have downloaded and listened. I appreciate it so much this has been an incredible journey um i can't wait to continue and keep producing for you guys yeah so on that note i'm going to go ahead and go in and we're gonna kick it off with our knockout of the week all right so I just want to repeat some things, refresh you guys, just in case you didn't listen to the first episode. And if you didn't, you need to go ahead and rewind, listen to that first episode on Podbean. I have links on my Twitter account. That is K-O-T-O report on Twitter. Go back and listen to the first episode. Thank you so much. Knockout of the week is anybody who's doing something great, whether it's a business, a person, a pro wrestler, whatever. So just somebody who's doing something really dope. Um, I love highlighting um, people who are doing great things and they deserve it. So first things first, I want to highlight Mr. Titus O'Neill of, of, um, damn. I forgot it that fast. Titus Worldwide. (laughs) Um, He made it on Ebony's Power 100 list, which is awesome because some of the top people in our community are named on that list. And it's quite an honor. Uh, He's an amazing guy. Very talented. Huge when it comes to community service. And just giving in general, working with the youth, traveling, and overall just being generous. Um, I was watching Total Divas. I actually caught up on it. It's really, really good. But um, I caught up on it and I seen the episode with him at Natalia's house assisting with the, um, the barbecue situation. And he was just so kind, so giving. He already knew Natty couldn't cook. So he brought the food. Um, It looks like it may have been from his business or maybe a business that he really enjoys. But the food looked great. He really helped Natty out because, as usual, Lana is a hot-ass mess 
on that show. She just knows how to grab attention and do silly shit. Like, that is her thing. So, yeah. Shout out to Titus O'Neil. Thank you for being who you are and being amazing and being a awesome representative, especially for people of color. We appreciate that. And second off, I want to add another person to the list. I want to give a huge shout out to the legend, Jazz. I was listening to um, Marks with Mikes and they did an interview with Jazz and it was just really, really good because when I watched wrestling back in the day, like I remember Jazz and I remember her stint with WWF at the time. Um, Just overall powerful, beautiful, strong, all of that. But I didn't really know anything else about her career and how long she had really been working. Um, I just want to give her a huge shout out for being the first African woman to win the NWA Women Women's World Championship. That is huge. Like, I didn't even know she was the first African or African woman to win that belt. Shout out to her. Like, we need to highlight that more, talk about that more, and really just give people their roses while they're here because you just never know. So, shout out to her. Um, Shout out to her for being the second WWE or at the time WWF Women's Champion as well. Um, That's a huge thing. Huge. Huge. Today, I'm going to talk right, y'all. Huge accomplishment. That a lot of people don't understand how representation matters. And I'm going to speak a lot on that throughout my time on this show. Because people don't get how that can really touch somebody watching. Makes you feel like you can do it and that anything is possible. Um, But definitely go listen to that interview. It was really good. I learned a lot about Jazz. Shout out to her. Thank you for being who you are and being so awesome and so strong. So next, we're going to do something a little bit different because this week's wrestling, I have a few highs and lows to point out, but... It was a little different due to SmackDown 1000. Um, So I'm just going to jump into another segment called Knockout News. So with Knockout News, I'll just be talking about some different things in the wrestling community that have been hot button topics. So please feel free to respond. Let me know what you think. Tweet me at KLTO Report. Send me emails at klt.report at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you feel, what you like, what you didn't like, and let's move on. So first thing that I want to talk about um, is the rumors that Crown Jewel may be canceled. Um, earlier, I would like to say about two weeks ago, a lot of people were resistant of Crown Jewel and the fact that the WWE signed such a huge contract with Saudi Arabia. Me personally, I don't care. 
Vince is going to do what the fuck Vince wants to do. Point blank period. And either you're going to watch or you're not going to watch. And that's just what it boils down to. Um, There was a big situation about a journalist disappearing um, in Turkey. And he was Saudi, I believe. Go ahead, update your lives via Google and CNN. Because I don't have all the, the facts and the details of it. But there's huge kidnapping. It involves Turkey, Saudi Arabia. So now everybody's like, is it safe? You know, is it something that should be going on? Should you still be making deals with um, the Saudi Arabia country? Lots of different opinions and outtakes and all of that. So far, we have noticed that there is no mention of the location now of Crown Jewel, which is very interesting. I don't know if they're going to change it, what they're going to do. At this point, I think it's just going to be in the Performance Center. Because um, where else are they going to go? I would not be surprised if it's in somebody's little ring in the Performance Center. Because, I mean, it's a wrap. To me, it's all about that safety first. And it's just important to be safe, especially in the political climate that we are in at the time. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when 45 is going to come out with some weird ass announcement that, that can get somebody hurt. And we know that the McMahon family is heavily tied to 45. Um, due to his wife, Linda, being a part of the administration. I believe she's in charge of small business. But they really keep that on the wraps. They don't even whisper about Linda. Like, Linda ain't invited to nothing. She don't be at nothing. Because, you know, Vince does not want to really bring up any of that connection, those ties, any of that. At least that's my opinion on it and what I think. So, yeah, don't know what's happening with Crown Jewel. Seems like it's still going to go down. But in Saudi Arabia, mm, I don't think so. So next, I did not get an opportunity to watch Bound for Glory. Um, Not going to lie. I watched it via Twitter with the gifts on there. Giving me life. Saw some amazing, amazing movesets. Um, I'm actually watching Impact right now on silent. Um, Seen some amazing, amazing moves. Seemed like the matches were on point. Let me tell you something. WWE needs to watch their back. Because there's some good storytelling going on on Impact. I just find it really interesting and really good, very entertaining. Some of the stories are are doo-doo, but there are a lot of good stories and they all make sense. None of nothing is random with these stories. Like sometimes I feel like I'll be watching Raw and then all of a sudden, you know, Bobby Roode is in the ring with Chad Gable and I'm like, okay. 
how did we get here? Like, how did they meet? Did they did they bump into each other in the locker room? Did they did they vibe off of the glorious song? Like, how did we get here? But anywho, the main thing that I want to talk about right now is um, Austin Aries. So I watched the video and seen how the match ended between him and Johnny Impact. So let's just rewind a little bit. Austin Aries, pretty much known for not having the greatest attitude, but really taking control of his career and turning nothing into something at Impact and becoming a champion, which is really respectable. Let's talk about Johnny Impact, Johnny Underground, Johnny Lucha, Johnny Morrison, everything. This man has wrestled all over, everywhere. I was first introduced to him via Lucha Underground. That's the first time I had seen him. I may have seen him in the WWE back in the day and just didn't know it at the time. He's really dope. He's he's a legend. He's awesome. He's really good. Um, well, he's really great, actually. Um, and he is hella entertaining. I don't understand how you could be mad at losing the title to him. But that's... Let, let, let's just go back, go back, go back. So... Johnny hits his finisher on Austin Aries at Bound for Glory, which is a very, I love his finisher. Like, it doesn't look super impactful, but it's real cute. Like, I love it. Enjoy it. Really nice to see. I think it's called, like, the Starship or something like that. Um, So, he gets hit with Johnny's finisher. Ref hits one, two, three. Boom. Done. Austin Aries gets up. Like, he just hopped out the bed, like, refreshed. Like, he didn't even come out of a match. And I'm like, okay, so where's the limp at? Where's the, you know, the soreness, the tiredness? None of that is there. So, Johnny pops up and looks at this motherfucker like, uh, you better get some limp in that shit. So, he walks out. Gets on the ramp, gives the audience and the announcers the middle finger on the way out. Um, so from what I've read, that that match was his last match in his contract. So I don't know if he had the opportunity to resign, didn't want to resign or what. But that is some unprofessional shit because... People are really into the match. We're trying to celebrate Johnny's win. And you just gonna crip walk up out of here. Like you just finished a a slow jog. You don't even look like you gave a fuck. You didn't. You weren't true to the sport. You were being unprofessional. You were being a sore loser. I don't think this is a... This is a um a part of a storyline or anything like that. Um, and today, while I'm actually watching Impact on my screen, you can totally tell that 
it's not a part of a storyline because they won't be mentioning his name like at all. Like he's done, he's out. I don't know who's going to work with somebody who does that. Like you literally, you just, you played yourself. DJ Khaled voice. You played yourself. It's unfortunate that he had to do that because it really shit on Johnny's performance. But I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully something good can come from it and we'll just kind of go from there. So that wraps up the knockout news portion and we will get into some more information in just a little bit. Let's get into the knockout review portion of the show. Um, Today is going to be a little bit different just because they had Smackdown 1000. Um, Once again, this episode is going to be WWE Evolution based, the first women's pay-per-view. And we're going to focus a lot more on that. Um, Unfortunately, Smackdown didn't really get into any of that, so... I'm just going to give my thoughts on it. I enjoyed it. It was really fun. Um, I really enjoyed Evolution coming out. Even though I don't remember Evolution being on SmackDown. Like they just weren't there. That wasn't a thing. So I don't know. But I did enjoy seeing Batista being really passionate and seeming like he's happy and just enjoying himself. It was a really, a really dope moment um, to have him talk. Now I will say he may have talked a little bit too much because time is money and SmackDown is two hours and they kind of had to put the pedal to the metal. Um, it seems like a lot of matches got cut short, which was a downfall, but you know, it is what it is. Um, they got the story accomplished with a lot of matches. I thought it was hilarious how Miz pinned Rusev really quickly and then high-fived Aiden English on the way out. Like, thank you, buddy. And was out the door. That was really, really funny, really entertaining. And it got the point across, like, they didn't have to have, like, a whole ass battle it out match. I was standing, standing, excited for my favorite, favorite WWE wrestler of all time, Ray fucking Mysterio. What a moment. He looks just as good as ever like he hasn't missed a beat in my opinion I was sad that him and Nakamura couldn't really have a full-out battle um just because of time restraint I look forward to seeing more because that is my boy I don't know what's going on with his merch shirt with the with the goat on the back with the extra O is the mask. I don't know 
what that was about or what it was for. I really want to buy the shirt, but y'all got to do something with that, with with the situation on the back. Because that wasn't it. That ain't it. No. Mm-mm. But um, on a brighter note, what else? Oh, damn, I was going to mention something else. And I forgot to write it down about SmackDown 1000. Um, anyway, Undertaker, uh, he had to do a nice power walk to the ring, which was really different. It's probably the fastest Undertaker walk. Now, let me know how you feel, what you think. Um, would you have been mad had you paid for SmackDown 1000 tickets and you knew you were going to see the other Undertaker? Like, you knew that was going to be a part of the, of the deal. And then you literally get him for two minutes to say rest in peace. Like, are you mad? Like, is that a problem? Are you are you just hyped because you were in the presence of the Undertaker and y'all got to breathe the same air? Like, what? How do you feel? So that's a great question. Oh, backpedaling to Rey Mysterio. Um, I'm really, really, really excited and hoping to see Andrade and Rey Mysterio in a match together hot fire all the fire flames I need all of the flames um oh another dope moment was um the Edge show I can't remember the name of it but um Edge's show and Edge trying to talk to Becky Lynch what a moment because Becky is coming through with the acting ability now some of y'all may not know Becky has done a lot of acting in the past and I believe she went to school for it as well so she is trained and it shows honestly because when baby girl was like you're right I don't like myself I love myself and then she told Edge to get out the ring and please don't hurt your neck on the way out what what let me tell you something we are not gonna boo becky we're not gonna do it becky is literally gonna have to cuss an old lady out somebody grandma holding some fresh cookies she's gonna have to cuss somebody out beat that ass like in the audience she's gonna have to like kick a kid out of the ring to like get heat nobody is booing Becky it's not gonna happen it's just not it's not a thing it's not it's it's not gonna happen so good luck with continuing to try it hopefully they get on a train with um Charlotte being the actual heel and um having Becky have that weird heel but not heel and the fans lover type of vibe because that's what we are we're interested in at the moment so yeah smackdown live was good way better than raw 25 what a shit show just to be honest but yeah really good really decent so moving along 
before the show gets too lengthy. So let's get into Raw. Raw had some really dope moments. They had some really, really good moments that I want to talk about real quick. Um, One of the highs that um, I'm going to talk about. Actually, I wrote it in my notes as the Battle Royal being high. I think I was just excited for a match, another match to be announced. Because after like really sitting on this and really just kind of like thinking about it. Why are these women in the Battle Royal? Why don't they have a storyline? The women that have been picked to be in the Battle Royal are not jobbers. They're not weak talent. They are main. I thought to say main roster, duh. But they're like storyline material. You literally have Asuka in the Battle Royal. Why? Let me grab this list real quick of who is in the Battle Royal. And um, who I agree with being in the Battle Royal. And who I don't agree with to be in the Battle Royal. Hold on. This is absolutely bothering me. Okay. So... So, so far in the Battle Royal, we have Tamina Snuka. I agree. She just came back. She needs a great introduction to WWE audience again. There's an exception for that. We're going to get into that in a moment. Um, Billy Kay. I agree. Peyton Royce, of course, the Iconics. They are still considered new, even though they had a beautiful, beautiful, awesome run in NXT. They are still new to the main roster. And I think the Battle Royal will be a an, another great way to get them involved with the WWE. Ember Moon. There's a lot of controversy, controversy when it comes to this one. Just because Ember Moon is new to the, to the roster. The main roster. But she is so freaking talented. She is so good. I want to see her like in a really dope storyline right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being impatient, but yeah, I mean, I get it, but whatever. Alicia Fox. Okay. Okay. Honestly, I think Alicia Fox is dope. I think she should have more of a storyline because she really plays her role. You can tell when, oh, I'm sorry. I hope y'all didn't hear that. You can really tell when creative gives her a role she plays the shit out of it even if it sucks she plays it and she does it and she goes for it what more can you ask for from a superstar but to give to reward them so yeah Alicia Fox uh okay Nia Jax so Nia Jax was just our WWE champion a few months ago. You already have your previous champion in a battle royal match and not in a main storyline. But yet Alexa Bliss, who hasn't been the champ in since WrestleMania, gets a legends match. 
okay. I see I see what you're doing here, WWE. I see I see it. Dana Brooke, okay, yeah, they're gonna put her in that match. She works really hard. She she probably deserves better, but as of right now, I get it. Put her in the battle royal. Oscar. Oscar was literally the baddest bitch in WWE. The baddest. Amazing. Skillful. I can literally see her dumbing down her technique to appease creative. And it kills me. Asuka is worthy of a main match. Rebuild her up. Quit wasting her time. And people want to say it's a language barrier thing. Whatever, whatever. There's ways around it. Her NXT run was so dope. And I'm pretty pretty sure she probably knows more English now than she did back then. Let's be real. Let's be real. I'm disappointed about that. I really wanted her to have her own solo match. But you know, people in hell want ice water. Um, who's next? Mandy Rose. Okay, get it. Put her in. Sonya Deville. Okay, I get it. Put her in. Carmella. Carmella, once again, she was just our champ a few months ago. She was just champ. And y'all have her in the Battle Royal. Why? Like, how long is this program going to be? Like, did y'all just not need matches? Is this going to be an hour-long program? Like, I don't know. Um, Lana, she's still new to the wrestling game. Maybe not new to TV because she was a manager for so long, but she's still new when it comes to wrestling. I think Battle Royals are perfect for her at the moment. My girl, Naomi. Naomi. She... Is one of the most athletic, talented women on the roster. What are y'all doing with her? Why are y'all putting her in a battle royal? She just won the battle royal at WrestleMania. That was supposed to be like a level up to something else. Give her a big storyline. Give her a, I don't know, a solo match at Evolution. Like, what are we doing? Why are we putting her in another Battle Royal? I I don't, I don't understand. And then we have Miss Tori Wilson. She is from our Diva area. I don't know too much on Tori Wilson. She did look really good at the Royal Rumble last year. She looked really awesome. Sorry, I gotta get this water in me. But she looked really dope at the Royal Rumble. Um, a battle royal um, for her. Understandable. She seems excited because on the Twitter page of WWE when they I guess announced it to the world and the people that are going to be in the fucking match she was the only one that didn't side eye it she was just like yeah I'm ready to go woo 
first woman's pay-per-view and then <laughs> Naomi and Lana's tweeting like so what the fuck is this where's my match <laughs> so yeah interesting I mean it'll be good because the people in it are dope but I expected more sue me so yeah we had a match who was in that match let's see Oh, it was Nia Jackson, Ember Moon. Have no idea what they're doing together or what Crave is playing for them. Back to the poor storytelling because all we know is that Nia Jax introduced Ember Moon the next day after Mania, I believe. But there's no like storyline between them. There's no conversations backstage. It's just like, yeah, this is my buddy and we love each other and we're gonna tag together. Other than that, I, uh, we don't have any information. So, yeah. Um, they didn't show the entrance on TV, but Tamina is back. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. You look real good. You look real good. And they had Dana Brooke out there, who is always excited to be on live TV. She's super talented. They should really involve her more. She just has to, like, not get hurt. That's what what it boils down to sometimes. But, you know. This match really just shows how the WWE Universe, their memories are on fleek. We don't forget shit. We don't forget shit. We don't. We don't. Let's go back to Survivor Series a year ago with Tamina, with the spot between Tamina and Nia Jax. And the pop, the pop that they got, the people want that match. The culture wants that match. Their culture wants that match. You can feel the energy between them. I don't know. It seems like they bring out some sort of energy out of each other when they are in the ring together. And I think it's potential to have a fire match and a fire storyline that can build like evolution can be the beginning of it and and wrestlemania can be the end of it let's get it popping let's do this quit playing them quit playing us okay vince quit playing us we want to see it we want to see it so yeah, we want to see that. We want to see Jax versus Tamina. Make it happen. Do it for us. Do it for the culture. Do it for their culture. We want that. Thanks. Let's move along to the moment that everybody was talking about. Uh, I would say it was a pretty good moment. It kind of blew, blew my wig off a couple of inches. Blew it back a little bit. The Bella Twins as a heel, like... They just need to be a heel all the time. So I'm just going to pause for just a moment. And um, I just want to try to figure out what moment in time the kids really love the Bella Twins. Because they some mean ass motherfuckers. Like they mean as hell. And these kids, when they see them at signings, be boohooing. Talking about how they encourage them and change their life and all this shit. And I'm like... Uh, do y'all watch the the program? But anyways, 
the promo that they gave was A1, just talking about how they have worked so hard. They're independent women. They've done all this for the um, Diva Revolution and how they are sick of Ronda being champ and she doesn't deserve it. And Ronda came back with that fire. She came back with that fire and basically told them, like, you play off of your men. You steal their moves. And you're still busting down John Cena's door. That that hurt. I felt it. And you could see it in her face that she she felt it. Now, mind you, we all know this is for play. This is for a good old time. Team Z is out here picking up this story like it is a real life situation. Y'all know Nikki probably told that girl to to say that. To get get the fire going, to get the heat going. Like they gotta bring some fire to this match because it's literally just a week away or a couple weeks away. And they gotta get the, the heat cooking. The heat cooking. Gotta get the fire burning real quick. And if talking about being has-beens of their old men and talking about John Cena and all that is going to get a pop, they're going to do it. And it worked. The The Twitter was on fire. So, yeah, that was, that was pretty dope. Um, she talked about the DNB, the do-nothing Bellas. That's cute. Um, it probably turned into the do-nothing bitches eventually. But, you know, you can only say bitch like once or twice throughout an episode. So, yeah. Um, always a high for me is when Trish and Lita come out. <laughs> they just look so damn good. They look so good. So, shout out to them. I do want more fire, more heat behind this behind this um this match because I don't feel it yet um I don't know why I don't feel it yet and a lot of people don't feel it yet but we want to feel something for it and we're not there yet so we need some more fire um looks like Miss Sasha Banks is back I'm excited because I love the boss that's my girl I can't wait to see what her storyline is and how they're gonna get her in a match for evolution because if they put her or Bailey in that damn battle royal, I'm going to fuck around and not watch it. And that's just the truth. So, moving along. I didn't really have too many lows. I pretty much already t- touched on them. Speaking on Asuka and Naomi being in the battle, ro- battle royal. You know what? I Actually, I really freaking wish they would have... um like really built up their friendship if they're gonna play in this friend role i wish they really would have built that up and then like had one of them turn heel probably oscar turn heel and then just kind of built up some sort of beef and animosity because them two in the ring honey i would like to see it so that's all i'm gonna say on that Send your girl some mail so I can read it on here. 
ask me questions, ask me whatever. Please be respectful. Be respectful. That's all I ask. Please send all of your mail to KOTO Report at gmail.com. KOTO Report at gmail.com. You can even send me stuff on the Twitter. Um, you can DM me. Let me know that you want me to read it out loud at KOTO Report. Hashtag it, add it, do all that. Please, please follow your girl. Because that's going to be the quickest way to know what I'm doing when episodes are going up. Um, Speaking of episodes, I just want to let you guys know that I'm working on getting it on iTunes as soon as possible. I am waiting for that approval. We are trying to work it out, but I don't want that to stop the program. Okay. So yeah that's it with that and we are just gonna kind of wind down and talk about our power of positivity moment so the power of positivity moment is all about not trying to make sense of nonsense a lot of foolishness happens in our everyday lives whether it's men your crazy girlfriend, your wildin' boss at work, your crazy co-workers. So much happens in our everyday lives. And sometimes if you try to make sense of some foolishness, you're going to fuck around and wear yourself out. So stop trying to make sense of the nonsense because there's a lot of people out here who are full of it. Honestly and truly. And you will be tired trying to to make sense of it all it doesn't mean that we shouldn't heal and grow and continue but it does mean that you should understand and be aware of what is healthy for you and if trying to make sense of a crazy situation is not making you feel well or doing anything for you monetarily um feeding you internally spiritually any of that then stop girl stop so that is my power of positivity moment shout out to the new day stop trying to make sense out of nonsense um i also want to shout out um i got that from another podcast i listened to black owned of course Getting Grown Podcast, yes, Getting Grown Podcast, very popular podcast, uh, and I heard that on there this week, and it really, it really touched me. I love when I hear really great one-liners, stories, stuff like that, that I can tell other people, because you never know how or what is going on in their life and how it's going to touch them, so I just want to spread that good word to the people, and... It looks like we are all done here. I'm all finished. Please go ahead and follow me on Twitter. KOTL Report. Um, hashtag it. Add it. Do all that. Send me emails um, at KOTL Report. Um, also, if you love the show and you want to make a donation to help your girl out to keep the lights on, you can send me donations via paypal in the um 
email is kotoreport at gmail.com if you didn't already know. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to me. I rambled a little bit today, so please just hang in there with me, guys. We're going to be working it out and smoothing it out and making things better around here, okay? So holler at me. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out. Like Yana says, stay in peace, not in pieces. Mm-hmm.